Hello, mighty warriors of God, and welcome to MI15. Today is Monday, May 16, 2022, and this is day 1520 of our journey together. Thank you so, so much for tuning into our podcast. My name is Jackie, and welcome, welcome, welcome to you. So let's go ahead and get started. Father, we glorify you above all others. There is no one better or greater than you. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for giving us strength, giving us the ability to go forth and fulfill the purpose you've given us and help us to be fearless as we go forth and do your will. I thank you, Lord, for comforting the brokenhearted and healing the sick and blessing those who may be in financial need. I ask, Father, that you will speak today, that it be all about you and not about me. In Jesus' name, amen. Glory to God, everybody. Thank you so, so very much for tuning in. Today's message is, you are fearless. Yep, you are fearless. I don't care how it may look or feel, God is with you. And yes, you will encounter all kinds of fiery darts coming against you as you do the will of God, but God will protect you. He will keep you safe. Stand your ground against the enemy. We're going to be coming out of 1 Kings chapter 21, verses 1 through 29. Oh yeah, and the enemy doesn't come across as someone that looks uh, with with um, red horns and uh, a pitchfork. No, he does not look like that. When it when it comes to people we're encountering, uh, he will work through people uh, to try to get us off guard, to try to trip us up, to try to make us feel inferior. But God is saying, I am with you. Take your stand and do what I've called you to do. No matter what, we're coming out of 1 Kings chapter 21, verses 1 through 29. Two of the most notorious people in history uh, come against one person because of greed and selfishness. Yep, Jezebel and Naboth. I mean, I'm sorry, Ahab and Naboth. They, uh, Ahab and Jezebel. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> they attacked uh, Naboth. And let's learn a little bit more about that. It says, sometime later, there was an incident involving a vineyard belonging to Naboth, a Jezreelite. The vineyard was in Jezreel, close to the palace of Ahab, uh, king of Samaria. Ahab said to Naboth, let me have your vineyard to use for a vegetable garden, since it is close to my palace. In exchange, I will give you a better vineyard, or if you prefer, I will pay you whatever it is worth. But Naboth replied, The Lord forbid that I should give you the inheritance of my ancestors. You notice what he said. He he was he had a great understanding of what this was about, passing this on to future generations. And that is what we are to do as well. Everything that we do, the money we make, uh, the property that we buy is not just for us. It should be also considered something, some of these things that we do and buy should be considered what we pass on, generational wealth that we pass on to our children, our grandchildren, our great-grandchildren. 
and Naboth had that mindset. And that was something that was uh, that they would do back in those days to to keep uh, the family uh, going and to keep them uh, uh, equipped with what they needed to live. So verse four says, so Ahab went home sullen and angry because Naboth, the Jezreelite, had said, I will not give you the inheritance of my ancestors. He lay on his bed sulking and refused to eat. So he's pouting and having a a hissy fit. I mean, just like a baby. His wife Jezebel came in and asked him, why are you so sullen? Why won't you eat? He answered her, because I said to Naboth, the, Jez- the Jezreelite, sell me your vineyard, or if you prefer, I will give you another vineyard in its place. But he said, I will not give you my vineyard. Jezebel, his wife said, is this now you acting? Is this how you act as king over Israel? Get up and eat. Cheer up. I'll get you the vineyard of, of Naboth, the Jezreelite. So she wrote letters in Ahab's name, placed his seal on them, and sent them to the elders and nobles who lived in Naboth's city with him. In those letters, she wrote, Proclaim a day of fasting and and seat Naboth in a prominent place among the people, but seat two scoundrels opposite him and have them bring charges that he has cursed both God and the king, then take him out and stone him to death. Horrible, isn't it? Over a vineyard. But there are people out here that the enemy will work through uh, and attack or come against you for nothing. You've done nothing wrong, but you simply said no based upon, you know, the historical lineage that takes place, that took place back in those days. You weren't doing anything. He wasn't doing anything wrong. And neither are you when when the attacks come up against you. Uh, verse 11 says, So the elders and nobles who lived in Naboth's city did as Jezebel directed in the letters she had written to them. They proclaimed a fast and seated Naboth in a prominent, prominent place among the people. Then two scoundrels came and sat opposite him and brought charges against both against Naboth before the people, saying, Naboth has cursed both God and the king. So they took him outside the city and stoned him to death. Then they sent word to Jezebel, Naboth has been stoned to death. That's heartbreaking, very heartbreaking. Verse 15 says, as soon as Jezebel heard that Naboth had been stoned to death, she said to Ahab, get up and take possession of the vineyard of Naboth the Jezreelite that he refused to sell you. He is no longer alive, but dead. When Ahab heard that Naboth was dead, he got up and went down to take possession of Naboth's vineyard. That is what I call, these two are what I call notoriously evil. Then the word of the Lord came to Elijah the Tishbite. Go down to meet Ahab, king of Israel, who rules in Samaria. He is now in Naboth's vineyard, where he has gone to take possession of it. Say to him, this is what the Lord says. Have you not murdered a man and seized his property? Then say to him, this is what the Lord says. In the place where dogs licked up Naboth's blood, dogs will lick up your blood. Yes, 
yours. You see how quickly God intervened here. Um, you may wonder, wow, well, he killed Naboth. Well, Naboth ended up being with the Lord because he was doing uh, God's will. But God did not allow the evil uh, perpetrated by Ahab and Jezebel go unpunished. Verse 20 says, Ahab and Elijah saw, Ahab said to Elijah, uh, so you have found me my enemy. You, so, so Ahab is calling Elijah his enemy. I have found you, he answered, because you have sold yourself to do evil in the eyes of the Lord. That is huge. And sometimes you will run into people who have sold their soul to Satan. Basically, that's what he did. He says, I'm going to bring disaster on you. I will wipe out your descendants and cut off from Ahab every last male in Israel, slave or free. I will make your house like that of Jeroboam, son of Nebat, and that of Basha, son of Ahijah, because you have aroused my anger and you have caused Israel to sin. And also concerning Jezebel, the Lord says, dogs will devour Jezebel by the wall of Jezreel. Dogs will eat those belonging to Ahab who die in the city, and the birds will feed on those who die in the country. Mm. So this actually took place. Uh, these uh, uh, this proclamation, if you would call, was uh, fulfilled uh, in uh, verses 22, 1 Kings chapter 22, verse 38, where dogs licked Ahab's blood, and 2 Kings 9 through 30, 2 Kings, I'm sorry, chapter 9, verse 30 through chapter 10, verse 28. And it says where Jezebel and the rest of Ahab's family were destroyed. See, many times when people do evil, they don't realize how they're bringing a curse even upon their family. So often that can happen. And sometimes we even see families who have lost uh, family members one after another after another and may wonder why. Uh, sometimes it's because of a curse brought on by someone else in the family. <coughs> I think about the Kennedys, that family, and how so many of them died. Uh, and and then it, there was a movie out that showed something that had taken place where uh, a woman uh, was uh, killed or died in, in the presence of one of the Kennedy boys and, and they covered it up. And uh, it was very sad. Don't know the whole story, just sharing that about a movie. And sometimes people would wonder, why do they not live long? Don't know, but could very well be something like that that happened. What we do does not go unseen by God. God will take care of our enemies. Point number one, these two people were notorious, Ahab and Jezebel. Those people notorious are most commonly, um, notorious most commonly means famous or well-known for negative reasons. The word is especially used to describe people who are widely known and viewed unfavorably for their actions, such as notorious criminals. 
Ahab and Jezebel were known for the evil exploits against people. They were two of the most wicked leaders in Israel's history. But Naboth did not allow fear to keep him from standing his ground. Psalms 23 and 4 says, Even though, even though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. For you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. So we should be fearless. We should not be fearful of anything uh, that the enemy will throw our way, knowing that God will overcome it. These people, uh, Naboth uh, was fearless. Naboth wanted to uphold God's laws. It was considered a duty to keep ancestral land in the family. We too will encounter evil attacks as we uphold the will of God. Just don't think it's strange when it comes at you. And I've been saying this uh, several times. And uh, it's because this is what God has given me to say. I am simply a vessel of the Lord uh, used to share whatever he gives me. It's not me. It's God speaking. Um, And uh, he wants us to be aware in these last days that many attacks will come. But we must stand strong. We must stand our ground uh, fully equipped in our armor of God. No, and that's in Ephesians chapter six, talking about our full armor, taking our stand, knowing who the fight is against. You know, it's not against flesh and blood. It is spiritual warfare. Point number two, don't ever allow the evil of others uh, to keep you from standing your ground. They can, inti- they can be intimidating and even try to harm you, but trust the Lord at all times. He will fight your battle for you. God is with you. He will never leave you or forsake you. So no matter what happens, you know, if you've already accepted him as your savior, he's your Lord, you've made him Lord of your life. Even if we, you know, there comes a time where we die, we have to be transitioned. This is part of our transitioning, you know, from here uh, to be with the Lord. Uh, And if we're not serving the Lord, you know, as I shared with you, uh, a few days ago of, about Lazarus and the rich man, uh, the parable that Jesus shared and how the rich man who had everything here on earth ended up going to hell. Uh, and then Lazarus, who had har- nothing, hardly anything, uh, went to heaven to be with the Lord. So understanding there is a transitioning period or a process that takes place and it happens when we die. So death is not our final destination. It is actually transitioning us to the next destination that we will spend uh, eternity in. So I'll never forget, um, there was when I had a business uh, called Serving Clean and we did staffing for parties uh, and for hotels. And uh, I remember a gentleman uh, calling me to get staffing for his hotel and event he was having. And and we always would provide and give our best. Um, and he owed us, a, I think it was maybe about a couple of thousand dollars for the work. And before even doing it, we go through all of that and sign paperwork and, and get all those logistics handled. And he was like, oh, sure, because typically we're paid the day of or within a week. Well, this had gone on. He kept putting me off, putting me off. It had been six, 60 days at least. 
excuse me, I've got the hiccups all of a sudden. And uh, we had already taken care of paying our staff, you know, all of that. And I need, I needed to be paid. And every time I called the man, he would give me excuses. Oh, it's in the mail. Oh, it's coming. Oh, blah, blah, blah. I, and I got to the point I was just fed up. And I thought, you know what? I'm not going to allow this man to keep me from getting what I deserve. And I remember uh, a husband was home and I said, hey, honey, will you go with me to this client? And uh, took him with me. He didn't know what I was going for, but I took him with me and uh, I saw the man there. And I said, sir, my name is blah, blah, blah. My name is Jackie. I'm here to collect what you owe me. And he looked and he saw my husband, who is pretty a big guy, uh, very nice and kind. But, you know, he didn't look like it. And, and this man was, uh, you know, being uh, so-called ruthless and keeping what he owed me. And so when I took my husband, he was like, how do you do, sir? <laughs> he wasn't there to harm the man or anything like that. But it certainly got his attention. And he said, oh, I said, I'm here to pick up what you owe me. And he goes, oh, yes, 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 yes. And he nervously wrote out that check and gave it to me immediately and escorted us out and said, thank you so much for coming, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. So in that case, <laughs> I'll never forget. It was kind of funny. My husband was like, huh? Yeah, he seemed like a nice man, blah, blah, blah. I'm like, mm-hmm. Yep. Well, you know, that was one of the things that was needed for that situation. And uh, it was nothing, no harm, anything like that. It was just all about you owe me and you promised to pay me. We did what we said we would do. And now you need to fulfill your uh, promises of what you agreed to do. And sometimes we can be uh, looked upon or treated like a doormat uh, and people walking all over us. God is saying, no, take your stand. You know, do what you you should do is not causing harm. You're doing it right in the right way. Uh, you know, sometimes you may even have to take people to court, small claims court. We try to settle it uh, in the right way before having to do that. But take your stand. That's a physical stand there. But we're now basically in the spiritual realm, understanding uh, that the person that you're coming up against is not that person that you see. It's the enemy working through them because he is trying to get you off track, to get you to sin, trying to get you to get upset and go against God. Don't go against God. Trust God. He will bring you through. But, you know, there'll be some, don't, don't, don't be afraid though, to take a stand against the enemy. Now, if you don't know Jesus, that would be the first thing. That's how you're equipped, uh-huh, with the power uh, to take that stand. Uh, fearlessly knowing that you're a child of God and he will bring you through anything. Romans 10 and 9 says that if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Glory to God. I love you all so, so much. May the Lord bless and protect you. May his face radiate with joy because of you. May he be gracious unto you, show you his favor and give you his peace. In Jesus' name, amen. And remember, we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. And don't forget to check us out on our website, JackieBikesMinistries.org, J-A-C-K-I-E, Be Like Boy, U-Y-C-K-S Ministries. 
org. Check out the messages and please share them with others. Also, please subscribe to our website by entering your first and last name and your email address. And don't forget to check us out on tzonekc.org. Check out uh, what we're doing in the community with our youth, uh, teaching them workforce skills, life skills, and entrepreneurship development. And we'll be teaching them peer mediation too. (laughs) All right, Mighty Warriors, go forth and make it an awesome day, fulfilling the purpose that God has given you. And I will talk to you later. Bye-bye.